Well, how we address people is, is um, important and often says something about who they are and what our relationship to them is. Um, so like, if there's someone uh, older than us, an older man or woman, you might call them ma'am or sir. And uh, if it's uh, your teacher, you maybe call it doctor so-and-so, professor so, or and such and such. And uh, if it's your buddy, you might say, yo, bro. But I guess here it would be, hey, bro. Um, and uh, of course, with your parents, uh, father, mother, mom, and dad. Um, and the title kind of sets the, the tone for the conversation. Um, and that's really what we see here. Um, so, I mean, there are some instances where like, a person can go by multiple titles. One person may go by professor in the classroom, but then when she gets home, she's mom to her children. So the title really isn't just about the person, but about the relationship between that person and the one who's addressing them. And so that's what we're talking about today is um, the addressing God in the Lord's Prayer. And Jesus teaches us to address him as our, uh, God is our Father who art in heaven. Um, and I think something just to begin with is uh, the concept of, of prayer and God's fatherhood. I think we often hear things like God is the Father of all people. Um, there's a universal brotherhood of mankind. Um, Anyone um, can pray to God their Father. Um, but what we see in Scripture is that um, God is not the Father of everyone. Uh, when God says, uh, I, am, I am your Father, it's a very specific relationship um, to His people. Um, so this would be an instance where only um, believers can call God our Father. And how does, how, does one, um, how is one able to call God Father? Well, you can only do that um, through salvation and by adoption. So we call God Father because we have been adopted into his family. And how are we adopted? Well, we are justified. We are justified in that through Christ, um, we have been regenerated and saved and therefore, we are now adopted and fellow heirs with Christ. Um, so thus, when we come to the Lord um, in prayer, we come as his children. And we have some um, scriptures on that. Um, you have John, the beginning of John, it says, uh, But to all who did receive Christ, who believed in his name, he gave them the right to become children of God. So Jesus, by his perfect life on our behalf and, perfect, and his death um, in our place, um, earns for us the station of children of God. And thus, it's really a, um, a covenantal title for God that we have. When we say Father, we're actually, the basis of that um, is, a, is a legal basis, because Jesus has canceled the debt of of. Sin. We have sinned, and Jesus has canceled that debt by his death on the cross. Um, and by his life, he has actually earned for us a place in the family of God. And so if we trust in Jesus, then that status as sons, um, heirs, um, is ours in Christ. And so then we can call, uh, call God our Father. 
Um, let's see, I think there's another, um, yeah, Galatians 4, 4 through 7. Uh, but when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law. Again, legal language. He redeems those under the law. We, we could not fulfill the law's requirements because we are sinners. But Jesus fulfills the requirements on our behalf and earns for us uh, the title of adoption as sons. So as we think about this, it's, it's covenantal. It's based on um, justification and adoption. But we see in this also when we address God as our father, um, we're taught um, it's Trinitarian language in the sense that uh, we're supposed to pray to the father in the name of the son uh, by the Holy Spirit. And that's how we're taught as a general rule to pray. And the reason being that, again, Jesus is the one who opens the way to the father. It's, it's on his merit and his basis that we can come to God um, in prayer. And then it's the Holy Spirit who actually empowers us to pray. For it says in, in Galatians, um, it says, And because you are sons, God has sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. So this is telling us that um, when we have the Spirit, it's the Spirit in us that empowers us um, to pray to God as our Father. So we pray to God our Father by the power of the Holy Spirit in the name of Christ. And then, um, going along with the, the covenantal aspect of this is... Um, the, the key thing there is, is our, our Father. So God is not just uh, the Father of me as an individual. Um, I don't just pray to the Father like me and God and nobody else. Uh, because when, when Jesus died, he died for the sins of his people. He purchased the life of all those who trust in him. And by the message of the gospel, um, a community is formed. The church is formed. God is building his church um, through the gospel. And so uh, we've seen this from the beginning as we're looking in the stories of uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that God, um, he calls out a community to himself. And when he gives his word, he doesn't give his word to one person. He gives it to his people as a whole. And similarly, we are to pray to God as our father. And so, with that in mind, we, we consider um, that we are supposed to pray on behalf of others. That's what it says uh, in the end here, is that we should pray on behalf of those whom God loves. His, um, our fellow heirs, brothers and sisters in Christ. And we are also to pray with them. Uh, prayer is not something that we, again, do just closed off in our rooms. Um, that's an aspect of prayer, but that's not the only, um, the only uh, means of prayer in that when we come together to worship, um, 
on the Lord's Day, we actually pray together. We pray corporately. We pray for the needs of one another. Um, and we pray as a body. We don't pray uh, in our pastoral prayers. We don't pray um, for the individual needs of the pastor as he's praying. The pastor or whoever's praying prays for the needs of the whole church, and everyone is lifting up those things in prayer. Um, so now just having kind of established just a little bit of the covenantal thing, I'm curious, um, like, if you have any thoughts on, uh, it says, teaches us to draw near. Um, what, what about the statement, our Father who art in heaven, would lead us to, uh, what about that communicates or teaches us that we ought to draw near? Absolutely, absolutely. There's, there's definitely, and it even like, um, we, we draw near, um, but with holy reverence as well, um, in the sense that God being in heaven also designates like he's God, and, and we draw near in, in, in reverence. Uh, yeah, but that's a really good, uh, a good thing to mention is there's, a bit of a dichotomy or a, um, a tension there. And the fact is, is that this is a temporary prayer. We aren't going to be praying this prayer in heaven or in the new creation. When Jesus returns and when he recreates uh, and when this world is recreated and made perfect, uh, God will not be up in heaven. Heaven will be um, earth. Earth and heaven will be merged in a perfect a world where God will live with his people. Um, and so when we actually, I mean, we'll get to it later, is at the end of the, near the end of the prayer, we say, thy kingdom come. We're actually praying for God's kingdom to come, for him to bring justice, and for him to bring an end to this age of, of suffering and evil, uh, and, and um, usher in a perfect uh, kingdom where we would live with God. Um, and I mean, I mean, to me, what is saying? It emphasizes that he's not here. Yeah. That he's somewhere else, and definitely not here. Yeah. Yeah, because some, some, um, it's, it's, there's a sense in which God is, is very distant. Uh, and then not distant, he's, um, uh, oh, the word just slipped my mind. Uh, what? Unattainable. Un unattainable. Yes, transcendent. He's transcendent. He's he's different from us. I mean, he's he's God, and we're creatures. Uh, 
And so um, he's, not, he's not a part of creation. He's not something like, um, it's not some sort of, um, uh, um, oh, the other name has escaped me, but um, not polytheism, uh, pantheism, there we go. He's, he's distant, but he's also imminent, and that's why we come to him through Christ. Because he's in heaven, but Christ has descended to earth to become the God-man. And he is our mediator, and we can pray to God in heaven because we have a man in heaven, as Hebrew says. Jesus is our man in heaven. He is he's God and man. And so he's, he intercedes for us, and that's why we can come to him in prayer. Um, we don't need any other mediators. We can pray directly to the Father through the Son. Um, but I think when it talks about drawing near is certainly the who art in heaven doesn't particularly suggest being near. Um, it's more the, the Father. Um, we, we come to him as our Father. Um, and we have a number of of passages that describe fatherhood. And of course, in this world, we have imperfect fathers, fathers who uh, we wouldn't, uh, some people have a hard time with this, that God is a father. Well, um, I would not want God to be like my father. It would, um, might be a struggle for some people, but in this case, well, what does fatherhood mean? Um, and... Let's see here. Um, yes, in Matthew, or in Matthew, Jesus says, um, talking about God as the Father, he says, or which one of you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for fish, will give him a serpent? Um, hello, hello. Good to see you, Phil. Good, good. Good morning. And so... Uh, Jesus continues and says, well, if, if then you who are evil, you who are sinful, sinful man, even if you who are evil and sinful fathers know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? And so Jesus there is, is basically opening the door to us saying that we can come to God like we would um, it's analogous to how we would go to an earthly father, a perfect earthly father who wants to give us um, what is best for us. And so um, in that sense, uh, we have a, um, we can come to him um, as, we would, as we would a father. Um, we are like little children coming to our father, asking him um, to bless us, um, to sustain us. And then we touched on this a little bit, but with holy reverence and confidence. Um, you know, those two things, there's a bit of tension there too, in the sense of holy reverence. We come to the Lord, He's the God of heaven. Uh, and also within the sense of fathers, there's an authority aspect to that. Um, but at the same time, we can come in confidence. Um, in Ephesians 3, uh, Chapter 3, 12 um, says that this is because of Christ. Um, because we come to God through Christ, it says we have boldness and access um, through our faith in Christ. And so we come with holy reverence 
because he is a holy God, but we also come um, as, as children who are confident that because Christ has purchased our place in the family, we can come to our Father and he will be happy to hear us and bless us. Um, and then uh, we have able uh, and ready to help us. Um, now, on the one hand, able, ability, how is he able to help us? Um, and what does this beginning, when we pray, our Father who art in heaven, what does that communicate um, about his ability? Um, well, he's in heaven. He's over all things. And so, his, um, so he has the, the power. So we can come in confidence that God not only will hear us, but he has the power to answer our prayer. And he has the desire. He is ready to help us. He is his desire. Just as he loves his son, Jesus Christ, so he loves us as his sons. And so we can be confident. Um, and then, again, moving on to uh, that we should pray with uh, and for others. We talked about that when uh, talking about the covenantal aspect Look at my notes real quick to see. Uh, but why are there any questions as I'm? All right. Yeah, I think. I think that covers, um, let me just make sure that, <laughs> yeah, I think we'll leave it there if there are no questions, um, so I'll just close this in prayer then. Dear Heavenly Father, Thank you uh, that you are mighty and over all things. Um, thank you that we can come to you with our needs and that you, you hear us, that you are uh, better than any earthly father, uh, but that when we think of all the best things of our fathers, that you are, you are that and so much more. Uh, because of Jesus, we come to you uh, in the name of Jesus, uh, and we come expecting and confident um, of your love towards us and that you will sustain us and provide for our needs, Lord. So we thank you um, for your word that you've taught us how to pray, that you've revealed yourself to us and revealed to us how we might um, speak with you, Lord. So we thank you and we praise you. In the name of your son, Jesus, amen.